That was the first wins team. The second one is about a new building project. Now, even a year ago, we knew that we would need this team. At our vision night last November, I made an announcement. I said, by the end of next year, we will present a detailed plan for a building project here at Plum Creek North. And here we are. Tonight, we're going to keep that promise. Two representatives from the building team are going to come and share those plans. But before we hear from them, I need to give you a little background. First, let's go back in time a little bit. In the year 2000, Plum Creek purchased 128 acres of land from the Etzel family. And at that time, the leadership had a vision to relocate all of our ministries up here at Plum Creek North. And then in 2006, we moved into this building. But we were not in the financial position to replace all of the facilities at Plum Creek South. So we kept using the old building for various programs like our student ministry and the sharing center. As time has gone by, we've seen that operating in two locations is very inefficient. We've also watched the building at South grow older and more expensive to maintain. So there has been a growing urgency to follow through on that original vision to base all of our ministries up here at North. And we developed a plan to do just that. First, we tackled our debt. The Imagine campaign went a long way to bring our debt down to a manageable level. Second, we started praying about selling some of our land. If you go back two years to Vision Night 2017, I told you that we had come to the conviction that we had more land than we needed. This land has been a blessing, but we need to be good stewards of that blessing and use it for God's glory. And because of that conviction, we decided to sell Plum Creek South and a significant portion of the land here at North. At the same time, though, we didn't want to sell too much. We want to have plenty of space for whatever God wants us to do here. So the first step was to list Plum Creek South with a real estate agent. That included the old building and the ball field across the street. We put that property on the market for a few months, but we didn't have a buyer right away. So temporarily, we took South off the market and we shifted our focus to the property here at North. Now, we had no idea who might be interested in this land or how long it might take to sell it. But we started praying about this, and a few months ago, God surprised us in a big way. Before we even listed the land at North, we were approached by Campbell County Schools. They were interested in acquiring some property to build a new school. And when we heard that, we were very excited because we saw an amazing ministry opportunity. With the school next door, lots of new families would learn that Plum Creek is here. There is great potential for a partnership between us and the school. We already have kids at the creek here. We're already involved with a tutoring program in other schools. There are so many possibilities. It's really fun to think about. But to make a long story short, Campbell County Schools made a fair offer, and we accepted. We sold 85 acres for $888,000. And that still leaves us with more than 40 acres here at North. And we could grow to be a church of thousands of people, and 40 acres would still be plenty of room. 
And because of that sale, we are in a great financial position to finally see that original vision become a reality. We're ready to start building. So what does that look like? Well, let me give you an overview. We're looking at a plan that involves five phases. Phase one is an addition to the children's area. Now, we wouldn't call this a major project, but it is going to solve a real problem. Over in Kidstown, every Sunday morning, our elementary students meet in a big group for worship and teaching. And then they break down into small groups. The problem is, many of those small groups meet in the same room. It's noisy and distracting, and I'm sure you can imagine that some kids struggle to focus on the discussion. So we are going to build an addition that connects to our current kids' area. It's on the same side as the playgrounds. This addition will be 15 feet by 85 feet. It will be two larger rooms that can divide for a total of four rooms plus one additional small room. And that's enough space for each small group to meet individually. Now, with this particular structure, we plan to do a lot of the labor ourselves and that will keep the costs as low as possible. In phase two, we're talking about a larger building that will line up adjacent to our office space right over here. It'll face the parking lot at the back entrance. We have a picture that we can show you to give you a rough idea of the location. And I'll let the other guys talk through the specifics, but uh, phase two will, will be putting up the shell of that building. In phase three, we will complete a large room on the first floor. That's where the youth group will meet. Phase four will provide space for the sharing center. And phase five will finish out the second floor, which includes rooms for student ministry small groups, adult life groups, family promise housing, and more. So that's the big picture. But I want to start looking at some details. And to do that, I want to ask Jared to come back up. He is the staff representative for this building team. So let's hear from Jared. Building structures. So uh, I'm going to ask Sean to come on up. Uh, he's going to be able to talk, uh, talk with you a little bit about what this uh, building is going to look like. But when we started to approach what kind of space we needed. We wanted a diverse group to get together and talk about what our needs were and uh, start to put some ideas together. And, um, and our goal was to get to, get to today with a drawing, which, uh, which is going to be close to the end product. We haven't spent money on architects or anything like that yet because we, don't, we haven't gotten approval from the congregation. But this, what Sean's going to show you is our, our, our best shot at what we feel like we need as a team. And I did want to mention the team just because they're so diverse. I, want to, I just want to mention their names. Uh, Dylan Bjorklund was on that team as our children's uh, person. Lenny Brown uh, is, is on that team. Beth Cox for her involvement with the, uh, with the uh, Kids at the Creek. And, uh, and also wanted to mention about that 15 by 85 foot expansion out the just 15 feet off the back of the children's area will allow us to add 30 kids to Kids at the Creek day one. 30, 30 new kids, two new preschool classrooms. Uh, Byron Farley's on that team uh, to help us with facility ideas and things around here, like where utilities are. Doug Graziani, uh, Tony Libatori from, from the student ministry to help us think through student things. Susan Prather, 
Dale Preble, Stephanie Rager, Sammy Winkleman, Amber Avery, Amanda Foster, and Roy Adams helping us with some ideas about Sharing Center. And then uh, Sean Foster has uh, been our, uh, our building expert, and he's going to come and show you the footprints and tell you a little bit about the, about the building stuff. That's my technical word, building stuff. <laughs> All right, so this is a rendering of what the building will look like. Um, so on the front part of the building, we'll have a brick wainscoting that will match the brick on the uh, current building right now. We actually have some left over from the build, um, so that's saving some uh, money there. So on the front side here, you'll see there will be double doors uh, with an awning on the front. That awning's it's, it's just a rendering. We're looking at a little bit more of a, um, a little more of a beefy uh, entrance, so it looks a little better um, than what it is there. Um, and then it'll be a corrugated bar and metal that will be a match, to, a color match to what we have on the building right now. Um, so it'll be the the colors will come out really nice as far as uh, the looks because the main thing we want to come off with the building is it's not an aftermath. We want it to look like it belongs there. It wasn't just you know, hey, we we're going to put a building up, so we want it to look as close to the building as, that we have now as we can. So if you go to the next page, we'll go to the footprint. Uh, this will be the, the large building, the large room on the back side here. That will be what we're going to use for uh, teen ministry. We're going to be able to have wedding receptions there, funeral meals. Uh, we've talked about being able to do a Dave Ramsey financial piece there. Just where It's, it's going to be about roughly 3,500 square feet. We'll be able to house about 250 people at, a round, at round tables, um, so it'll be really nice for what we can use it for. On the front part here, you see the two different rooms. This is what we're going to be allocating for sharing center. Um, we'll have the kitchen on the area that has all the food up on the front side, and then on the bottom will be where the clothes are. And then on the back side here, you see the two double doors. There'll be an elevator to get to the second story, and then the, we're actually going to have a breezeway that'll connect from this building to the glass doors on the back side, on the back side of the offices here. So you flip up to the next slide. This is where we're going to use for student ministry. Um, then we have a lot of rooms. If you look at the rooms, you'll see the, it looks like a bifold doors, but they're actually movable walls. And so we can split up the rooms up into smaller areas or have them for big areas for life groups, for different meetings. Um, a lot of it will be used for family promise as well. Uh, we have a large storage area in the back. That way uh, we can store, whether it be seasonal things for decorations, a lot of stuff we have for um, the stage decorations as well. Um, and then um, the one of the main goals is so for life groups. So instead of having to find host homes a lot, because for life groups, one of the problems is we can, sometimes we can find leaders, but finding people that are willing to house them in their house or be, have a house big enough to be able to house the number of people in their groups. So we like to be able to extend the um, storage up here. That way it's a life group area where it feels homey, feels like a living room when you're walking in. Uh, that way we can hold more groups here because as the church expands, we need to be able to have more life groups. Um, but in a nutshell, that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, if you guys have any more questions, you can uh, come to me afterwards. Also, we have cones set outside right now where um, the, the, the proposed footprint will be. So if you want to see where it's going to be, we can walk you through that as well.
say, I want to say thanks to Jared and Sean and this building team. They've done a lot of good work this year. So let's look to the future. What can we expect in 2020? Well, only God knows the future, but I can tell you what we're working on. For one thing, we are still planning to sell south. And even though that property is not currently on the market, we are getting interest from potential buyers. And that interest is only going to ramp up as the school moves in. Now, I know that some of you may have questions about selling this property. For example, you might ask, if south sells before this new building is complete, what happens with the sharing center? That's a good question, and here's the answer. Uh, Before the student ministry moved out of South, they put together a transition plan. And that's why the youth group is currently meeting in the gathering area here, setting up and tearing down every week. That's not optimal, but it's the transition plan. And the sharing center has been working on something similar. What they're working on would be a little complicated, but it is doable. And another question you may have is about the cemetery. Jared touched on that earlier. We purchased a little over an acre of land adjacent to the cemetery, and that allows us to have separate access off of 27. And so we want everybody to know the long-term plan is for this cemetery to, to continue to belong to Plum Creek. But let's get back to the building. What's the timeline there? Well, if everything goes as planned, it is possible that we could finish phases one through five by the fall kickoff in 2020. Uh, We'd have to hustle to do that, but it is possible. Uh, We'd love to see the student ministry kick off the year in that building at least. But in order to, to meet that timeline, the next step is for the congregation to approve this plan. Our bylaws state this. Here's a quote. Any major building or expansion program requires the approval of a minimum of two-thirds of the active membership of the church. And just so you know, an active member is someone who has completed our membership process and has also attended Plum Creek at least 12 times in the past 12 months. So here's what that approval looks like. Next Sunday, November 10th, Every member of Plum Creek will have the opportunity to cast a ballot. And this is different than a normal vote. In our annual leadership uh, election, we just collect the ballots that have been submitted, and then the results are determined only by those who vote. But here's how this building approval is different. We need two-thirds of our active members to say yes That means we need a high level of participation because every non-vote is the same as a no vote. So please be here on Sunday, cast a ballot, and encourage others to be here as well. And if someone can't make it this Sunday, absentee ballots are available. In fact, if you are a member and we don't hear from you, we may reach out just to see where you stand. Uh, We want everybody to uh, be able to make their voice heard. Now, I want to make sure you have all the information you need before next Sunday, so I'll try to answer a couple more questions you may have. First, you may be wondering, how much is this building going to cost? And I'd love to give you exact numbers, but we can't do that just yet. In order to get detailed bids, we need to spend money on an architect, and we don't want to do that until the congregation approves this plan. So right now, we have to work with rough estimates. But here's what I can tell you. From what we're seeing... 
it is possible that we could finish phases one through five without going over the total amount we received from the land sale, which you may remember is $888,000. And just to be clear, phase one is not included in the approval. Uh, the addition to the kids' wing does not qualify as a major building program, but this larger building does qualify. So that brings us to another question you may have. Why don't we just wait to build this building and use those funds to lower our debt even further? That's another great question, and it's certainly an option that we've discussed. In the end, we've decided that this building needs to be a priority, and that's not an impulsive decision. It's based on a philosophy of debt that the elders have put in place. The elders have mandated a self-imposed cap. We will not allow our monthly payments on debt to go above 15% of our income. I'll say that again. We will not allow our monthly payments on debt to go above 15% of our income. And we are currently under that ceiling and we will not go into more debt as a result of this new building. If we run out of money before phase five, we will put the project on hold until the funds are there. So then what will we do about our existing debt? Well, in the time that I've been here, we have made a lot of progress in lowering our debt, but we still have a way to go. The current balance, as Jared said earlier, is just over $1.7 million dollars. Now, we absolutely want to be aggressive at paying that down. And this is where I'm very grateful for our finance team. They are working hard behind the scenes to help us make a lot of progress in a short amount of time. In fact, we are working on a plan right now that would enable us to complete this building and be debt-free in just 10 years. And then at that point, our ministry potential just grows exponentially. But even more than what I just mentioned, I want to tell you why the leadership has a sense of urgency about this project. It goes back to our mission. We plan to use this building as a tool to make disciples and grow disciples. We know that God wants to partner with us to lead people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus. And let me tell you, the clock is ticking we need to make more disciples, not because we just want to be a big church, but because lost people are really lost. As I've said many times before, everyone spends eternity somewhere. And without Jesus, people really are headed for hell. We're surrounded by people who need Jesus. So we don't want to scale back on our mission. We want to expand. Every ministry at Plum Creek is about leading people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus. If it doesn't align with our mission, we're not going to do it. And listen, we have some big opportunities headed our way. We need to be ready for the growing number of students that we'll meet in this building. Uh, we need to be ready for the new life groups and the new Bible studies that we'll meet in this building. We need to be ready to expand our outreach ministry. The list goes on and on. And, and think about this, the school is coming, we know that. Plum Creek will have a higher level of visibility than ever before, and if we are proactive here, we'll be ready to connect with many new families. And that's the bottom line, we need to be ready. You know, we've seen God's hand in every step of this process. He's made it possible to move forward. 
I want to close with this. As the senior minister here, I know that one day I'll have to answer to God for how I handled this role. And I take that very seriously. Because of, because of that, I have a conviction. I would much rather be bold and proactive than timid and inactive. And I would much rather be someone who's willing to take a risk than someone who always wants to play it safe. Jesus did not play it safe when he came to this world and he sacrificed his life to pay for our sins. And he calls us to follow his example. He calls us to sacrifice our comfort so that lost people can be found. And when I stand before God one day, I want to hear him say, well done, you followed that example. And I want you to hear that too. So as we close tonight, I want to thank you again for coming. It was important to me that you would be here. And I'm going to pray and um, we're going to be done here in just a moment. But I want you to know we are more than happy to discuss these plans with any of you. We'd love to hear your questions and your ideas. And after we dismiss here, the leadership will be down at the front of the stage and we invite you to come and speak with any of us. But even if you don't feel the need to talk to us, please continue to pray. Pray for God's will to be done. Pray that he will use us to make more disciples. Pray for your part in all of this. And then make sure you show up on Sunday and cast your ballot. So let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, um, it is such a privilege to be a part of what you're doing. Uh, many times it, it just blows me away that I get to be here and, and that you are using Plum Creek in such a powerful way. And Lord, I know we've only seen the beginning of what you can do. Lord, we look forward to the future. Um, we see your track record of faithfulness in the past, and we trust in you to, to do whatever you want to do, but I know that depends on us surrendering to your will and being willing to follow where you lead. Lord, we're, we're imperfect people, but we know that your will is perfect. So if there is anywhere that we are not aligned with your will, I pray that you will make that clear. But wherever your will is clear, I pray that we won't hold back. I pray that we will be bold, that we will have the same kind of compassion that you have for people who are lost. Lord, I know that we need to grow in that area. We need your spirit to work in us so that we'll love more like you do. I pray that Plum Creek will be known for that love. And I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for coming, everybody.